0: gonna look twice at you until i see
1: the christ in you
0: welcome to our weekly meditations uh conversations when we explore together things that uh, are helpful to nurture our souls the the food that we want to recognize that God is providing to nurture our souls. We have been uh, talking during this season about uh, the journey of a spiritual formation. That is the title. Today we're going to talk about personality and piety. Uh, this is um, borrowed and uh, constructed, if you want, around uh, the work of Robert Mulholland Jr. in his book, um, "Invitation to a Journey," a road, a roadmap for spiritual formation. So, we have a, a talk about the definition of a spiritual formation. That is always good to remember. You know, the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others. And uh, in this uh, next section, um, we're going to talk about um, something. I have to admit, is very very, I'm very excited uh, about. Personally, I serve as a spiritual director, and I work in a spiritual formation, and I also work a, a, as a counselor uh, in a non-profit, I mean, in a faith-based counseling uh, setting, and in a non-faith-based counseling setting too. So I'm wearing different hats, and I I realize how important this conversation is. Um, it 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 brings the idea of uh, spiritual um, maturity, spiritual formation, and also of psycho- a psychological approach, you know, therapy <laughs> into the conversation. And I like the blending of both. Uh, I have to admit that that's, has been always something that attracts me, and I think that's what moves me into formal counseling because I started in spiritual formation. So, Anyway, Robert Mulholland, this second part uh, talks about the the following. I'm going to use something that he writes in his book. He's a a quote from his book. He says, We need to realize that not only is psychology not a substitute for spirituality, but spirituality is not a substitute for psychology. He continues, Psychological therapy carried out within a Christian understanding of human nature can richly enhance spiritual formation, just as holistic spiritual formation always enhances some psychological treatment. I think it's very well put, very well said. And I think we are in a time in which these two fields, if you want, are becoming more friendly to each other. There was a time when they were not and I believe that is for the benefit of all of us, psychology and spirituality. We need those two to understand our human nature and we are talking about the spiritual formation but I like the fact that the author of this book brings the importance of psychology and somehow we're going to talk a little bit about it, at least in some aspect about it. So. In this section, in the next uh, uh three weeks, including this one, we will talk about personality and piety. That's our topic today. Creation gifts is is, is another way and is the title actually in, in the book. Then we will talk about the the impact, the, the dangers of one-sided spirituality. And we will explore together what does it mean to to have holistic spirituality, so that's kind of a roadmap map for the next couple of weeks. So, um, in this idea of uh, of piety and personality and diversity, uh, the diversity of, of the unique, uniqueness of of human beings that that is the context of this first conversation, this uh, understanding of individual. Uh, People, right? we are creating as, as, as humans, right? Individually, we have this world, but we are part of a body. And um, in, in this uh, perspective, uh, we we have an impact, uh, and, and our spirituality and our psychology have an impact not only in in us individually, but also in the community and vice versa. So, a little bit of a context of, of a biblical context about this. This it's not a paradox, but this this reality of these two perspectives of the individual and the community. A couple of scriptures in First Corinthians twelve, verses twelve to fourteen. Paul is talking about the 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 body, right, and uh, the body of Christ, and the the analogy of the human body with that. So he writes, for just as uh, just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body to many are one body so it is with Christ for in one spirit we have all baptized into one body Jews or Greeks slaves or free and all were made to drink of one spirit for the body does not consist of one member but of many and you know paradox 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 i love the idea uh, how we need to soften our souls and our minds especially to to understand paradox so and this is a famous passage he's talking about being different and being individual separated if you want in a way but also together in one body jews or greeks Slaves are free. The condition is not important, but it is only one spirit, one body, and many members. Right? So, all this is relevant in our conversation because we're going to discover how our spirituality, in, in the sense of piety, and our personality are both also influenced not only by my own independent and spiritual walk with God, but also by the community that is around me in the spiritual sense and in the emotional or psychological sense. Another passage in the same, uh, in the same chapter, in the same uh, analogy, he continues, Paul continues and say, but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where will the body be? As it is, there are many parts, parts, yet one body. Same thing. What I like in this part is God is the one who arranged each one of us. So uh, the, 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 the hand didn't just to be hand. It was created a hand. It was given, kind of if you want, an identity and some kind of characteristics that were chosen by God. So this is not a discussion of I wish I would be a hand, but it is more like the awakening or the awareness of saying, wow, I am a hand, right? And and that is sobering in many ways for us, especially as we live in a culture that, you know, is pointing to some things better than others, right? And that was the point, actually, of, of Paul into that. So... The paradox, the reality of being individual members of one body. You're not thinking about piety and personality. So three points, uh, three, three points of of conversation, of dialogue. The first one is the interdependence. Uh, is that interdependence is the characteristic of holistic spirituality interdependence i always like the idea of the distinction uh some time ago somebody put a clip for me between being independent being dependent and being interdependent right and somebody can add codependent (laughs) but that's an unhealthy dependency okay let's put it that way and the best uh, example that uh, i was given then was the idea of marriage right Of, of uh especially for people who are married, that you don't want to be independent of your spouse. That's not a healthy marriage or much less dependent or codependent, right? But you want to be interdependent. You need a self and a self that is able to relate, to intercommunicate, have a relationship with that. And holistic spirituality had this characteristic too. Interdependence, interdependence between the individual and the community. So, uh, put it this way: there is no healthy community if there is no healthy individuals, right? And there is no healthy individuals without a healthy community. <laughs> so, what's first, the the chicken or the egg, right? What, what is the, is, the, is the thing? Both of them. Uh, continue uh, together and have this inter- interdependency. And I think this is uh, this is important. Uh, we I, I don't think it has always been like that, but at least it is it feels like that in this season, in this part of the world, in this culture, in the United States at least, uh, that independency is uh, and individuality are big deals, right? We are called to be, Ourselves, we are called to uh, to see ourselves as as individuals, and everything is kind of disconnected uh, from the community. There are cultures that are a lot more communal, right? But uh, I like that is none or the other. We need both, right? And that is the interdependency, interdependence between psychology and spirituality. We touched on that before in the quote of. of, uh, the author of the book uh, between a healthy understanding of our personality and of our piety. You know, if you want to know uh, yourself in a higher perspective, if that makes sense, of understanding, uh, we need to to explore uh, this piety. Let's say what, what are, let's say the spiritual gifts that I have received from God, my identity in Christ, and what is kind of the the psychology, my own uh, health health or or wholeness in the psychological aspect. There are many authors that talk about spiritual maturity and emotional maturity. I keep bringing this up because it's so healthy to make a bit of a distinction without separating these two elements. Having one doesn't mean that you have the other, right? And developing and growing in one is going to take some effort in developing the other one. So interdependency, again. Uh, spiritual formation is better, better better understood through a systemic perspective in which the fruit of this systemic perspective is growth and wholeness. Okay, so it's not only about... The, the person or the community is not only about the psychology or, or, or the spiritual aspect or the Bible. It is a systemic perspective. I, I like the, if you want, the tradition that the faith walking has um, borrowed from systemic thinking, you know, in, in Bowen theory or systems thinking of, of this, of seeing that um, with curiosity, what is the interaction? that is taking place in the different parts of this system. You cannot, you can study one in detail, but you will not uh, understand that part unless you see that part functioning in the context of a system. Right? And just think of that for a moment in, in your spiritual journey and your spiritual formation. So... Systemic thinking, we are part of a system. I always point to the system. It sounds not very deep or spiritual to say the system that the Trinity is. (laughs) There is a system, right? You have different parts in perfect harmony. So, okay. Second point to consider. Our creation gifts. That is what the author calls. And he uses specifically something the Myers, Myers-Briggs, you know, the, the perspective of personality that was created actually by, by, by Carl Jung. Um, as uh, if you want uh, one of the many tools that you can use to try to understand your personality, your kind of psychological even um, profile, if that makes sense, mixture and the level of health of your psychological profile. So I think at that time, uh, this was, uh, and it is still a personality label or or theory that um, is very popular. So let me tell you, by the way, that you can use different tools. If you don't like this one, they are different. Right now, I think these days, the Enneagram, is is very famous and everybody's talking about the enneagram i find it very helpful too but uh, there are different ways in which you can use a template to see yourself from a personality psychological profile point of view okay just following i don't pretend to to explain a lot about the myers-bricks in, in in this conversation i bet most of us are familiar with it but uh, uh, this is based on, on preferences, uh, you know, kind of a, a theory of the individual preferences that we have as human beings for relating with the world and for processing the information received from the world. Okay? So it's interesting. And I'm sure you, you know your, your Myers-Briggs uh, profile. I know mine at least. But it is based in four pairs of. Um, I will say, of preferences, of extreme preferences. They have a different way. So the first pair is extroversion and introversion is a preference of focus. The focus in which we choose to live and and kind of uh, relate in a a way with the world. Extroversion or extroverts, they they, uh, focus in the outside, the external world. They they like to interact with people, do things, and somehow that brings a lot of um, energy to to the personality you know, that is fitting that is good that is their cup of tea their preference introversion is just the opposite I consider myself an introvert you would say well oh, that's surprising but well, it's not <laughs> I prefer to live in a world that is more uh, focused uh, into an inner world you know thoughts and ideas and experiences it takes some level of energy actually it takes it drains my energy to be in places where i have to be interacting with many people at, at one time what is interesting is that i choose uh, uh counseling for example of uh, as one of the activities so but i have some some level of energy for that so that's one pair and notice that these are kind of different poles right the the distinction is made between extrovert and introvert but we're talking about a preference second pair of preferences that is uh they refer to the means that in which we prefer to receive information is intuition and sensing intuition is more like a, a kind of intuitive my gut feeling you know how i perceive uh how i sense what i sense not what i'm feeling in the emotional aspect but how, how does it my gut feeling is leading me into one circumstance or another or sense the other one is sensing or sen- using my senses that is actually more data more focus in uh the the senses uh, you know my sight what i see what i observe and it creates two different personalities you know sensing people are more structured uh, they they like um, order yeah, and intuition is is more um, random if you want. It's not random. It, it responds to something, but but it doesn't follow structures. And, and that gives you two different approaches to different people, right? Third pair is about thinking and feeling, uh, and basic. Let's say is is about the preference that we have to process that information that we receive the world thinking people obviously they use their analytical cap- uh, capacity or abilities to think about the stuff and data and, and and make sense and a lot of logical thinking cause and effect uh, feeling people uh, are people who focus in on emotions emotions and how how this impacts the emotion, how people feel. How do I feel about things? Is very, um, is, is actually the main prefer means to process information. I make decisions following those uh, those uh, feelings, and, and both of them are valid, by the way. I mean, there's no wrong or right into this, but um, just different preferences. Finally, the four pair is focused on the preference, uh, in which we. we we have a relationship, say, the flow of life, you know, in which we live. You know, judgment and perception, those are the extremes. Judgment people uh, are people who uh, right or wrong, you know, a lot more structure into, um, yeah, bring some level of judgment, not necessarily negative, right? But you need to to have a judgment, right, black and white, a little bit more polarizing. And perception is is just the opposite. To uh, perception is is also kind of like, like like intuition. How how this situation is different is because it's perceived in a different light, in a different place. You know, uh, you flow with less structure by how you are perceiving the moment. So again, you, you can you can. We can do a series about this if you want (laughs) to talk into the detail. And and you can find yourself, you know, into this. I know that I am an introvert that goes into an intuition that is more feeling than thinking. Sometimes I I flip there. And I am more uh, perceptive than judgmental. And and that is a unique reality of life. So do you see, I, I find myself in these different aspects i find some preferences in me but this uh, theory of uh, personality allows for a lot of space first remember this is not about right or wrong but this is about what is your preference and you might be very to the point of extreme extroversion and probably you know somebody or maybe you are one of those or you are uh, a little bit more extrovert than introvert. So th- there is a, a level of, of intensity, if you want, that creates a lot of possibilities about this. So those are creation gifts beyond the Myers-Briggs. I invite you to consider that you and I have been created by God with a specific set of preferences and personality that is different to other people. And considering that, considering that is important to develop uh, an awareness uh, and probably a, a great plan, if that makes sense, to grow spiritually. You don't want to offer some spiritual practices eventually to somebody who is an introvert or an extrovert. You, know? you have to know what is my cup of tea. And you know, you need to know which is your cup of tea. It doesn't mean that you only are going to drink your tea, <laughs> but it means that you know what is your strength and you know also a little bit what is your weakness. Okay, let me try to close this. To understand our individuality uh, is to take a first, very practical step, positive step into our understand the understanding of our spirituality. Some of us think that the spiritual formation is just a set of books that we need to read and a lot of content that we need to understand or just for people who are more religious than another people. I talk with a lot of people like that. But it's just because we don't understand our individuality. Or others, we have entered into some specific process of a spiritual formation, but it was not well designed for us and therefore we make meaning that spirituality is not for us. So we need to understand our individuality. We are a unique mix of, of these qualities uh, and are expressed in different intensities, as I told you. My wife, for example, eh, I will say that she's an extrovert, but she doesn't agree completely with how introvert extrovert she is. So that tells you that she's kind of in the middle, right? A lot more extrovert than I am. But uh, she is... Uh, her own experience of herself is not fully there. So it's a unique case. So those pairs that we explore suggest a preference, not a rule of behavior. That means that there are moments when I, being an introvert, really come alive when I am talking with people. (laughs) So there are, kind of changes to, to this. is not a rule. I never do this or I always do that. The pairs are not good or bad, better or worse. All of them express something about God and all of them can create unhealthy patterns. I like that a lot. So was Christ an introvert or an extrovert? I don't know. I want to be like Christ. Well, you, you find that, right? This is the expression of a God who is... Um, Enjoying being with people or a God who is internal. I mean, both of them are part of one part of something of God that is expressed. And both of them are gifts and they can become courses, right? Extreme extroversion, extreme introversion. There are many other factors that this pairs in, in the Myers Grieve example that influence our personality. You know, so you, you are not just a set of letters, in this case, or a type in the Enneagram. You have a family of origin, and you have a set of experiences in your own growing up that influence who you are today. It's so what we talk in feet Walking about first formation. And there's something in each one of us that is greater than our, our personality. So we can get stuck in these conversations we get lost in trying to find our personality and who am I, who am I? And we forget, uh, as Paul said, that we are drinking from one spirit and we have one destiny and that is good and is eternal and is greater than all our amazing uh, good or bad characteristics. I think that's a very sobering, A leveling uh, reminder. I call it Christ in me. (laughs) Christ in me. That elevates me to remember that this is not about trying to find the best example of myself, but I I keep coming back to Christ. So, let me stop there. This is um, the conversation about personality, and piety, how these are connected. What comes to your mind? What gets, what is stirred uh, stirred up in you as you listen to all of this?
2: I realized when you read, um, where was it? Um, uh, Well, about the unique, I'm actually in psychology as well in classes and courses right now and realize something until you said, until you read this, that, see, my husband's an introvert. I'm an extrovert for the most part. And I have been trying to get him to do things the way that I do things, trying to get him to come out of his shell, but maybe he, he, I shouldn't be doing that. (laughs) I just realized that I need to let him be his introvert self and, and, uh, because it really does cause a lot of stress on him when I try to get him to interact in other ways. So that, that's going to be real helpful.
0: Yeah, Brenda, I bet it's not working really well. Right? Trying to, especially introvert, extrovert, you know, trying to to change. Yeah. And... and it, you know, the two things that come to mind, as you mentioned, is one is is this awakening to see something different in others. And it seems so basic. Of course, people are not like me, right? And there is no one right or another. But this idea that this is actually a great awakening also to love well. What does it mean to love my my extrovert wife or my introvert husband? right? What does it mean to create that space? And it's not only about letting them be... You know, God somehow is inviting us to grow, and we will explore that in the next weeks, but he's inviting us to grow in some areas where the introvert uh, learn to practice, to, to flex, if you want, the muscles of, of of seeing outside of the world because that is how God also developed.
2: I, I'm trying to be... Full, you know, and and but he's got to be flexible too with me. You know, it's like we have to learn to do separately. I believe a lot. You know, where I'm engaging in certain activities that maybe he's not comfortable, you know, doing. I mean, well, that that's changed a lot with COVID. I'm not out doing those things. You know, like speaking in public or visiting. Hardly, yeah, no one. But, but even at home, I'm realizing the one thing we do really great together is paint and hobbies. Because we, we're not talking. We're, we're just there together. But we that has become our favorite. <laughs> I'm not putting pressure on him to have conversations he's not comfortable with or getting emotional. So I, I, I don't know. That, that That's hard. I am. Uh...
3: Started studying the Myers-Briggs probably about 35 years ago and, um, you know, took the Myers-Briggs test myself and it was one of the most meaningful things that's ever happened to me. It was because it was such a window of, of self-discovery. Uh, I don't think that happens for everyone, uh, but it really did for me. Uh, because I just, uh, I had always felt very different from my family and not so good away, way. Um, and I mean, my family of origin, not, you know, not my wife and children, but um, my wife and I are, are like two of a kind, um, which has its pluses and minuses, but <laughs> what always said, we We enjoy each other, but if one of us is heading over a cliff, we both go go together. There's there's no (laughs) there's no balance. (laughs) But uh, but it was such an eye opener for me to uh, it led me to a lot of a a greater degree of acceptance. You know, of seeing well, God has created me in a certain way, and it and it's okay, (laughs) you know, and. And uh, there are very there are good things about it, and um, and accepting just being different, and it, and more accepting of others being different, uh, uh, because these preferences are, you know, can be very meaningful in terms of how they play out, and um, and it also, you know, not it was a lot of self acceptance, but it also. Um, opened me to understanding things I needed to be wary of uh, because of t- how your preferences can, you know, they're both a blessing, but that then they can lead you astray, <laughs> and uh, and so to sort of be aware of that and and be able to um, can see where okay, <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm wanting things too fixed and divided because I'm a judger rather than a perceiver and I need to let go or, you know, and so so uh, it's been enormously helpful to me as has the Enneagram, which came much later.
1: I, I can probably say just ditto to everything Saul just said, um, Because not only has it helped me understand others, but it has helped me understand myself better for, for years, almost, I I guess I did the Myers-Briggs maybe 20 years ago. Um, And up until that time, I just was sure I was an introvert and I couldn't understand why things weren't working out. And then when I realized um, (laughs) that I'm an extrovert, um, it explains a whole lot for me and, and, and it it really helps. Sometimes I might be a shy extrovert, but I'm still an extrovert. Um, and it also has pointed out to me that as a reminder, I guess, that we need all of these preferences um, because that creates the whole. And um, so I might be an extrovert, but I need you introverts. Um, and I might be i um, an intuitive person, and I need the sensory people to balance this out. So um, it's been a real blessing in my life as well to help me love me, um, as well as help me to understand others.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I think awareness, right? This is a tool. This is not about labeling. They're not existing in the universe. You know, where is the place where all the extroverts come from? <laughs> well, it is the same when all introverts come from god the heart of god and uh, i love uh, hearing the the reflection in both of, of you that allows you to understand others that is the beginning of, of of love in a way you know okay i can be a spacious i cannot i don't need to force you to be like myself or make you wrong for something i i wonder what what about the a spiritual impact as you see that because it seems that we see personality how that has brought you sort of closer to god or has been helpful to growing into the character of christ to you know for the sake of others
2: you know marcus when you started the the prayer our father I literally just posted that this morning on Facebook uh, to get people to finish the prayer in a group because I had saw it on another group that I was in. And that, that's, my, I was thinking the, the, our kingdom come, you know, the prayer of, of being like Jesus and, and being able to bring the kingdom is my prayer every day. And, but, you know, listening to this, I mean, it's still my prayer, but listening to this, I realized that there's so many things I try to change of myself when maybe these are the things that I am, that God has created me to be. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I get it. I've, I struggle to start doing that comparison stuff, you know, especially in ministry.
0: Thank you, Brenda. I
3: think the thing I would say in answer to your question, um, Marcus is it's been more indirect than direct in the same kind of way that, um, that in faith walking, learning about vows, uh, it's like it, 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 that, that, uh, self-discovery leads Mm -hmm. to letting go. And so I found, I found the same experience with getting in Mm -hmm. touch with uh temperament type as being, Helping me to um, to accept and understand myself, and be able to let go and then receive, be open to God and receive uh, what He has.
0: Uh, thank you, soul. Yeah, it was not long ago, and I, I can tell you, even there, there are some places where. Uh, you know, I am very aware that bringing something like a Myers Briggs or, or Enneagram will open a lot of hard discussion. You know, like, oh, that's not that's not godly. That's not in the Bible.
2: I'm I'm really loving this subject because it's it's just been such a big conversation between my husband and and. Yeah so you're so fortunate that y'all are so, so much alike. My husband and I have the same likes. We just have different personalities. And, and so I, I always ask him often, how did you end up with somebody like me? Such an extrovert. And, um, it's like, if I don't talk, there's no conversation. <laughs> yeah. We could sit there. He just waits for me to start talking and for goodness sake, I better not get mad, you know, and shut down. It drives him crazy. But, um, I I've, I have studied this before, but um, I'm, I'm going to order those books that uh, suggested because I you know I, I often find myself wanting to be more of a quieter person, more subdued, maybe more even keel, you know, like the quiet crowd. But I find it extremely difficult. I'm an expressive, artistic, creative person, and it's hard to snuff that part of me so I guess I'll retake the test <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's a good point you know there there is this is a dynamic there are parts of our personality fixed but there is dynamic too it doesn't change completely our nature but we grow So you were going to mention something
3: I was just gonna say and I don't because they're so old I'm hoping they're still in print let me know if they're not and I won't be recommending them to people but the Please Understand Me has a uh, has a short test that you can take. It's like a, it's like a modified Myers Briggs, and uh, that you can take to as a window to identify your own temperament type. And that's where I started with this. Not the full fledged Myers Briggs. Later, I took the whole Myers Briggs, and it just verified what I already. Had discovered through
0: yeah.
1: this. They're still in print. I just looked on Amazon. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that's very good, friends. Um, yeah, yeah. So we will continue the conversation. Um, just uh, also invite you to consider that. Yeah, there are some things that become a preference. And we will talk more again, like a spiritual practice, a spiritual way to connect with God, you know? But it's not the only way. So the understanding that is not the only way, that, but that the understanding that this is helpful for me, and sometimes the understanding of a gentle invitation of God to grow in an area where I need to grow, all of that is in the realm of formation. Right, and all of that is the is the gentle uh, leadership of of the Holy Spirit to help us uh, put ourselves in that place of least resistance for God to keep working in us. Okay, well, we are right at time. Thank you for your participation today. Thank you for your comments and and even I bet the not only comments but the experience experiences right if we will tell about our experiences with personality it's always a fun conversation but uh, for now let's uh, uh let's go let's uh, let me read this is our blessing a reminder and desire and affirmation for each other the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face to shine upon you And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I'm gonna look twice at you until I see the Christ in you,
1: till I'm looking through the eyes of love. I'm looking through the eye.